I almost really want to do this twice. <laughs> twice, almost every single time. I'm already anticipating how my name is going to be fucked up. <laughs> Welcome to And Introducing, a podcast about words, about music. I'm Chris Wade. And I'm Molly O'Brien. And introducing singer, dancer, pop cultural supernova, Britney Spears. While Britney's meteoric rise in the late 90s and early aughts was a music industry fairy tale, her subsequent decline was a sad, tawdry, and just as public spectacle. And today we'll be learning all about that decline, what it means, and the tragedy of Britney Spears through the 2008 Rolling Stone cover story by Vanessa Gregoriatis. That's pretty good. By Vanessa Gregoriatis called The Tragedy of Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And we're joined today by writer Ryan Sassine, who inspired us to pick up this particular topic. Welcome to the pod. Hello. Hi. Glad to have you here. So do you guys want to tell the origin story of today's topic? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Chris and I were at former uh, and introducing guest uh, Emily Morris's birthday mm-hmm. at an absurdly cheap bar in Bushwick. Like, yes. the, I've never, it, it takes a lot to just surprise me. Like, I feel like cheap <laughs> drinks are relative in New York, but mm-hmm. like, these were like cheap drinks. On a Saturday night also. Mid- Midwestern style. Shout um, out to cheapness. episode number 19. Uh, special guest Emily Shree, Morris. Shree Curie, yeah. killing it. Um, and we met Ryan, and we got into a long, evening-length <laughs> discussion about very like long early odds, thick convo, early odds <laughs> pop culture and celebrity culture and all that. And like the stuff. pop star too. The pop star. Yeah, it was um, the, the mythical pop star. If if only it weren't so dang loud in that bar, we could it could have just been a podcast in and of itself. But someday we'll perfect the technology to just uh, turn all conversations directly one to one into podcasts. Yeah, and then monetize them all, and then uh, we can just exist in an entire economy of monetized conversations. Truly, the podcaster's dream. We'll be like <laughs> Siri. That conversation was good. Please turn this into a podcast. And Siri, be publish like, that combo. Sure. SoundCloud. Look at my SoundCloud. This conversation brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? <laughs> no, you're not, because we're all podcasters. <laughs> every ma- every man a boss. Who needs a job? And every boss a podcaster. Um, well, anyway, we're we're happy to have you to talk about our our girl Brit. I am excited to talk about Godney. Godney. <laughs> so we we like to chat in advance about how how we feel about our subject. Um, mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel about Brittany? Um, I know we'll learn a lot more, but like what your was your past feelings. experience? Yeah. you know, I uh, I'm a fan. You know, I uh, I have kind of a tortured relationship with her in the sense that you know, like every kind of millennial woman, you know, like I was in the third grade when I uh, hit me baby one more time premiered. And I'm sure I horrified my parents imitating the dance moves. Yeah. I know that I did, in fact. Um, and then, you know, like a couple years later, puberty happened. I discovered feminism. I was like, this is, you know, horrifying. <laughs> like, boo, Brittany. And then... 2007 happened mm-hmm. and she had her breakdown and I was enthralled by it and yeah. kind of since then I've been very fascinated by kind of the um sort of the feminist implications of her breakdown of um kind of her music in general and it's also I mean I'm interested in celebrity gossip just as a, a human being um of course. and so 
Yeah, I think that she's like very much kind of a symbol of the early 2000s in a way that we're still kind of only, you know, really recognizing what she might have might have meant to us. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, I mean, even just thinking of her and like the whole like pop culture, like like virginity thing and like her like uh, very publicly stating, you know, she was a virgin and like what that you know, the promise reigns and like the Bush <laughs> era. It's just such a like. It feels like like a different planet in a way. It really does. And I feel like our generation is only starting to like look back in it and be like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I mean, when you think about like Britney was kind of the last celebrity to not have control of her narrative. Like it was really around. I feel like we maybe said this before, like around 2007, 2008, when like social Mm -hmm. media was like really becoming a thing. And like you had the sort of heir to the notoriety of Britney Spears, maybe is Kim Kardashian in the sense of like the biggest female star. Yeah. Sort of miscellaneously. Not that Kim Kardashian necessarily has any musical talent. Right. Who knows? I mean, we haven't had, (laughs) we haven't had an album from her and that's like a very, I feel like, Mm-hmm. 15 years ago she would have had an album 100%. because like Dennis yes. Rodman had an album you know what I mean I feel like everyone tried to have, to have an have album, an album. Yeah. Some, yeah just anyway. do an album it's fine mm-hmm. like why not like you know you're famous for a thing why not just have an album too yeah it's like the Pussycat like, Dolls wrong. had an album and they, and they were just stand- burlesque they were burlesque dancers. yeah, <laughs> yeah were like, we, can, we can make an album out of this non-audio non art this, form this six person d- dance troupe yes. lo- local dance troupe yes. <laughs> yeah well I think what's interesting then too is the kind of like the birth of social media mm-hmm. like very much coincides with like Britney and Paris and Lindsay of course I refer to all of them by their first names it's like how no we last name needed yeah um, but you know, like they're kind of like, they're very public antics and there's the rise of the, the gossip blog too. Like mm-hmm. no longer were gossip magazines like as in control. Whereas, you know, like TMZ and Radar and Perez Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. Pink yep. is the new blog. Oh no, they didn't. Oh no, they didn't. Oh my, that's, I remember the night that Britney locked herself in the bathroom yeah. with her son. I was on, oh no, they didn't the entire night. Oh my God. Just like. <laughs> refreshing yeah. that is like how i got into britney is through ontd that's so intense that's uh, amazing yeah and those those forms of gossip blog but the blogosphere the blogosphere mm-hmm. the uh the pop culture uh a flip side of the politics blogosphere of the same time yeah those were all like yeah. the uh the, the same things coming up at the same time and this was the culture around that yes but you go from when britney first comes up basically every narrative about her is fed through traditional media, like mm-hmm. I mean, MTV or newspapers and whatever, um, or like even her being in Crossroads. And then there's the blogosphere. And then now it's like every, basically you don't really hear about what a celebrity wants or thinks or does mm-hmm. unless it's through their like Instagram stories or their Twitter, like Cardi B. You're I never going to find something You definitely hear when a, whenever a, a female a pop sensation claps back on anyone or anything. Yes. Clapping back. It's yeah. the applause yes. across the across It is the perhaps the most resonant sound of the, of the internet. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, because Britney kind of like preceded that because yeah. she had her website. And uh, she... What is it called? Fuck. It's called Did like it? breathe heavy. Yeah, yeah. Breathe heavy. Well, breathe no, well, heavy? that's no breathe heavy. Isn't that the that's fan, a fan site? Yeah, and then she just had like britneyspears.com and yeah. she would post like notes on it. Like, like there's a really famous she would one. Blog? Yeah, but it was it was a Patreon style. Like you paid a membership in order to have yeah. access to her her missives. Oh yeah. my god! Wow, yeah. what a pioneering. Uh, I forgot celeb about that. Tech. Right, uh, blogney. <laughs> <laughs> it's blogney, bitch. <laughs> 
But we're probably getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we probably know. are. Uh, let me fill in my little <laughs> Sorry, my I, have so, I just have, I have so many feelings. Anyway, go, Chris, go uh, on. Britney Spears, um, obviously, as a uh, <laughs> a little boy at the time, not, probably not my favorite. <laughs> I mean, what? I was... Uh, <laughs> just a little boy. Just, I was 10 when... Uh, oops. Or not Oops, I did it again. When uh, Hemi Baby came came out. <laughs> but at that age, I would say that I, I, I had consciousness of her as one of the first people who like I could conceive of at that level of fame who was not famous and then was famous yeah you know like at that time of conscious development where where it wasn't just there are people who exist who are already famous it like was michael like, jackson right. yeah who just like, exists yeah. in pop culture yeah. right or even like what what did i listen to in my mom's car ace of bass or whatever what you know mm-hmm. things that just existed and that was music i remember in my consciousness of the time a time when there was not britney spears and then the time that there was yes so it's like formative in that thing of like oh people become famous they right. are not famous and then they become that's so important uh I, I would say that she is one of the prime people who fills that role in in my mental space but also like i don't know you grew up with her like i remember watching the world premiere making the video for oops i did it again yes. and even as a 12 year old being yep. like why the fuck is there all this titanic bullshit in this mars video <laughs> It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't need to make sense. It's just complicated. If, if, if David Lynch did it, the if right. David Lynch did right. it, you would, you would be obsessed with it. I guess. I just, I, look, my review of the Oops, I Did It Again video is uh, visually visually luscious, though thematically muddled. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, um, and yeah, then I just kind of didn't really think about her until her very, her, her, breakdown stuff and then i was like oh this is not this is sad interesting then i'll take away from all of that that uh she got some bangers toxic all-time banger Mm. work Mm -hmm. bitch great late late period banger yeah she's she's crossed genres like span genres to within pop in a way that i think not Mm -hmm. many people have I mean, you go, look it. back at like every one of her albums and you can find at least one song that I think pr- pretty much anybody who's taking a, a fair survey of pop music would be like, that mm-hmm. song's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think Blackout also kind of preceded EDM. Right. Yes. See, I don't know this beyond Gimme More that much. So you guys will have to fill me in on the on the highlights. We'll, we'll see. This is going to be the, the spotlight album of this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. indeed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, let's, should um, we get into it? Yeah, do you want to give is there any like context for for what's going on? Yeah. So this was this in and around this this Also, just real quick. Do you guys like remember this coming out and reading it at the time? Yeah, oh, I yeah. read it. I, I read, read it, it at the time. All right. This is this is fresh for me. So I'll... I read it in print. Dad had the subscription to Rolling Stone. Wow. Yeah. I I remember it clearly. Um so yeah, a little background on this. It was um it's a it's a profile without a central mm-hmm. interview, so it's kind of like a write around um, that's based yeah. a lot, I think, on uh, interviews with everyone who surrounded Britney mm-hmm. in the years before her uh, nadir in two thousand seven, and this came out in mid two thousand eight, I think, like May of two thousand eight. Yeah. Um. It's, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit after her like hospitalizations, which were kind of like the crux of this whole mm-hmm. situation. Um, it's like very much pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, it's very much in like the style of like Frank Sinatra has a cold. Like, yeah, that kind of. Yeah, right. It's very around. new, new journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. It's Brit- very engaging. Britney Spears shaves her head. Brit- yeah, yeah, basically. There's like a great I was reading some interview with uh, the writer a couple years ago um, and she was talking about, you know, like as she's like, well, as a woman, like I wanted to write something that was like really raw. And like I think she referenced um 
yeah, like new journalism and that kind of like uh, sort of like male, like uh, blah, like here's like all the sex and drugs. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, I want to do that too. And yeah. so like she like, like Britney's very much feels kind of like an animal in it. And mm-hmm. that's like. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a weird, like, masculine, feminine blend mm-hmm. of how she gets portrayed. It's like very Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, totally. Um, she opens this piece with an anecdote. I can't tell whether she was here or whether this was recounted to her. It's not said, but um, this is near near the end before she's hospitalized for the second time. She's in a mall with her boyfriend, Adnan Ghalib, who is a paparazzo. She, mm-hmm. she has picked out of a throng of paparazzi and is like, you are my boyfriend. And he's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Great. We'll talk more about him later. <laughs> the highest level of ascension for a paparazzi. Yeah. He's, oh, he's a dark character. You've been chosen. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll talk more about him later, but he, they they're shopping together. They go into Betsy Johnson, which is like yes. everyone knows Betsy Johnson is like a very late nineties, early aughts, like mm-hmm. super sweet sixteen aesthetic. Yeah, very uh, like prom dress. I, like, I have no idea what this thing is. I just think like ruffles, I've never pink, yeah. everything pink. Uh, like te- maybe like teal is like a highlight color. I could see that. There's some tool like Betsy Johnson would always do a cartwheel at the end <laughs> yep. of the runway, like that kind of thing. Ruching, hella yeah. ruching. Yes. Wait, is this be- before or after K Fed? Uh, this is after. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has her son. Uh, she, the kids are not with her, but she has children. At this she has. She has had a son. Yeah. Well, She's she might have lost her. Sons. I think she might have lost visitation rights at okay. this point. Uh, they go shopping. They try to buy some stuff. Her credit card has declined, and they somehow end up like running out of the store through the mall chased by an increasing sized mm-hmm. horde of fans. And when one fan asks to take her picture for her sister, who's a huge fan, Brittany um, whirls around and stares the girl deep in the eyes, her lips almost vibrating with anger. I don't know who you think I am, bitch. She snarls, but I'm not that person. <laughs> That's how we meet Brittany in the, the beginning of this profile. Right. Uh, I have to say that the, uh, the chasing down somebody, if you chase down a celebrity in, in the wild, Mm-hmm. That that autograph better be for you. I could not. <laughs> I could not. I mean, imagine the whole thing must be incredibly trying and irritating if you are a celebrity. Mm-hmm. But just the slight or insult of somebody running you down in public, chasing you down, pretty, 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 pretty. I don't. I don't care about you. But this is for somebody else. I, my, who I assume cares that much my about sister you. Like said, she liked you once. So. I don't know. So I thought I'd harass you <laughs> in this long stretch of <laughs> Ann Taylor Loft or wherever they are. Right. She's introduced uh, by Vanessa Gregoriadis. Um, she's the perfect celebrity for America in decline. Like President Bush, she just doesn't give a fuck. But at least we won't have to clean up after her mess for the rest of our lives. At least Britney Spears didn't invade Iraq. At least. Yes. She's intelligent enough to understand what the world wanted of her. That she was created as a virgin to be deflowered before us for our amusement and titillation. This is such a good sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um uh, in the way that 9-11 deflowered our virginal uh, eyes of the the blissful innocence of the 90s, so too did uh, Britney Spears blossoming before us uh, deflower our, our pop cultural innocence into the tawdry aughts. That sounds, that sounds pretty correct. That's right. Pretty correct. I'm yeah. saying yeah. The, the downfall of Britney was, was pop culture's 9-11. Pop culture's 9-11. Oh, I mean, interesting. that I kind of sounds right. I'd kind of argue, too, that there's always like a darkness lurking to Britney. Mm-hmm. Like if like, like even just think of her first signal. I think we've talked about this on the show before mm-hmm. where even as a young person, mm-hmm. you could watch oops, I did it again 
those first few sing- singles and be like, ooh, this is not going to go well. Yeah, or just even like hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah, like yeah. even in this like like broken English, Swedish, like pop yeah. producer, it's still, it's like, oh, hit me. Like what? Yes. Like there's this like violence to desire, like even in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Especially like that arrayed against the fucking like, at this point, it seems like a joke image. Her, the like first album cover, like her oh kneeling God, yes. in that like little schoolgirl looking up. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so you, you you know that this is not going to turn out well. Exactly. But being a kid when that when she came out, it's hard to like parse because you don't have mm-hmm. any like I didn't have any references at all for no what idea. I was how I was supposed to interpret her other than like this is a girl woman mm-hmm. girl to woman and like this is this is like paragon like this is kind of like what you're supposed to want to be yes exactly you know madonna horror sexy innocent Mm -hmm. it's a girl girl doing girls music for girls but all the music is about looking being sexy for guys yes i think a different rolling stone piece described early britney as like little girls wanted to be her girls boyfriends or their older sister their angry feminist sisters were like mad about what britney represented mm-hmm. those angry feminist boyfriends wanted to fuck britney and then the little girls dads also did too but felt weird about it <laughs> like yes. that, that was like the nexus of like the fandom of britney yeah. Yeah. was that in like the her first rolling stone cover when she was literally 16 years old in underwear surrounded by telly telly tubbies yeah in like a pair of like sexy sort of granny panties. Yes. And I oh think it was God. like around the time she had breast implants. Mm-hmm. And like all, that was a scandal. It was, uh, it's just like, it's oh, I remember. the more I think about it as an, her. as a woman now, I'm like, like it's kind it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's and, also like, what the hell were her parents thinking? Let's, also, let's talk about her parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about her parents. Um, uh, Gregoriata says that Britney was sort of a John Bonet baby. Um, yes. Which I think is a great way to describe like beautiful girl exploited for talent for everything she had. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Britney's father, I didn't realize this when I read this, he divorced his first wife two weeks before he married Lynn Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, classy. Uh, they were, they raised them in Kentwood, Louisiana, which is a very like economically stagnant town. Mm-hmm. Um, not much going on there in the way of like jobs or industry. They were super poor. Um, Britney was a very talented singer and dancer, and they basically put all of their hopes on her. So they brought her to New York, mm-hmm. tried to pass, like, she, I think she auditioned for some show, and they, her mom tried to pass her off as older than she was when she was like nine, oh, which is not a good sign. And she got a talent agent, she modeled, mm-hmm. she was in like a play, and then finally she got cast on Mickey Mouse Club when she was 12, which was like her big her break. break. So yeah. it paid off for her parents to. Yeah push her in this way and there's a lot of like like a lot of what i'm going to be saying now is just like conjecture and rumors that i've read on dark corners of the gossip internet love it so like none of this is probably verified like please Brittany, don't sue me so uh allegedly comma the rest of this podcast yeah yes. yeah yeah but like so like like one of the rumors is that so like one of her grandmothers was like an english war bride yeah, who's, yeah. Who like came over to Louisiana and ha- was like schizophrenic or like bipolar or had like there's a uh-huh. history of like dark mental illness in her family mm-hmm. that later like manifests itself. And then there's like, I mean, there's just the usual rumors that I think come with like uh, any child star of like sexual abuse and whatnot. But from it's her also, dad, right? Her dad, and then also like just everyone in the industry. Yeah, which also it's like I mean. 
the thing that scares me about it too is that so many of these gossip blogs are the same. They'd be like, oh, like Harvey Weinstein, like Harvey Weinstein. And now we know that that was true. Right. So now it's like, what anything I was reading in like 2006, is it true? Like, right. what are these blind items? Totally, totally. Yeah, I, it it she it also says in the piece that like her dad her dad was an addict like a yeah, terrible he was an alcoholic. alcoholic who got clean, but that her friend was like she basically said like Britney is the product of some very bad genetics. Yeah, which is like a kind of like fucked up thing to say. It really is, <laughs> but um, like that that's what she was coming from. Um, and just like no context. Like I, at some point, I don't know whether anyone's going to be able to reckon with the fact that like child stardom is mm-hmm. inherently toxic um, to childhood. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. like how, I, I don't know what the answer is to like, how can we have kids portraying children and in, in things? Well, uh, I mean, I guess one of the real answers about that is that, you know, if, if we were to take our, our, are you putting <laughs> your socialist cap on? I'm putting my socialist yeah. cap on. Like it's fine for children to perform in things that they enjoy. And for that, if like performance is part of like an arts community or whatever, but like any play, but any process that involves children being paid to perform Mm -hmm. is necessarily labor. And then that labor is necessarily exploitation. And we have Mm -hmm. decided a long time ago that children should not be participants in the labor exploitation system, Mm -hmm. except for some reason in entertainment Yeah, where Mm -hmm. we're just like, no, we can just still have child labor. Um, Can't and you wait know to what? find out what's going to happen to those stranger ki- things, kids, yeah. in like 10 years. They're probably going to have some fun stories. The girl apparently already is like, there's all the rumors of like her parents are stage parents. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've heard r- rumblings about that. Yeah. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown. Sorry, I just yeah. love her name. <laughs> I know. I don't know how you square that circle because I don't know. I enjoy movies and sometimes movies need children in them. Right. Yeah. Well, when the revolution comes, there'll be no more Britney Spears's. <laughs> <laughs> not not unless they feel like it and want to and just do it, do it for the culture. Um, anyway, so she, Britney is on the Mickey Mouse Club, fellow mm-hmm. alums, Christian Aguilera, Justin Timberlake. It's a hot, hot era. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yep. Uh, good times. She gets a manager. It's funny imagining um, Ryan Gosling doing like moody uh, Mickey Mouse Club bits where, <laughs> where he plays like, like a very young cop like a yeah. young hard worn <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn like, cop I don't know what they do on the Mickey Mouse Club like learn to count to 10 and there's just one of them s- no no yeah. <laughs> what do they do sing and they dance like dance yeah it's yeah. like I mean it's basically it's like um like a variety show but mm-hmm. for children great it's so, like all that but like some of some of that yeah it's like not, <laughs> no, so, it's not <laughs> I was not allowed to watch all those. that because my parents were like hard. this is racy <laughs> ah! <laughs> so, this Pierre fellow he's in a bathtub we don't know what's going on under that <laughs> like this is too adult but I was allowed to watch the Mickey Mouse Club so that's <laughs> got that's it. the difference right, is it it. Like, I, I kind of imagine it's like the uh, uh, where all the songs are just like about how much they want candy or something yeah, my only the thing I'm taking that off of is when in that around that same era when uh, Disney con- commissioned Devo to create a uh, an all kids version of Devo called D- Div 2.0. That does uh, not exist. What? It does. It totally <laughs> exists. Um, maybe I'll pull up some of it. And they were like, okay, you know, all our songs are called like Uncontrollable Urge and are about masturbation, right? Right. And they were like, yeah, no, just it's gonna be fun. Devo songs are fun. Do it. And they like made this whole album, and then they when they finally played it in front of the Disney execs, they were like, oh my god, all these songs are about masturbation. Like we told you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then they had to go back and make them all about um, candy and shit. So what you're saying is, Whip It is the inspiration to hit me, baby, one more yes. time. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. You know this one, right? Yeah. 
This has been my, the real version of this has been my ringtone for about a half decade. (laughs) Anyway, this is what I imagine the Mickey Mouse Club is, but I can only filter my pop culture experiences through Devo. Yeah, just imagine Ryan Gosling singing this. Yeah. (laughs) While like moodily looking out a like noir lit uh, window. (laughs) There's like 10 year old Ryan Gosling like smoking a cigarette. Because they're all like 12 or 13 or something in it, right? So like then I remember reading some rumors of like, Oh, the crushes they all had on each other. Mm-hmm. Was Hormones Gomez uh, bubbling? She was a little later. She was she was Disney. She was Wizards of Waverly Place. Ah. Yeah, I think they got rid of the Mickey Mouse Club at that point. Yeah, they were like, it's too powerful, too much star power in the same place. <laughs> Maybe because everyone else, no one has really come out of like an ensemble cast all together, except for like Keenan Thompson and Danny Tamborelli. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, he's Danny Tamborelli. Weirdly. Uh, also transitioned into a music career, except he's like the bassist for television or for like Richard really? Lloyd of television now. Yeah, that's cool. What? Yeah, he's like a professional or semi-professional bassist. That's cool. Yeah. I can think of worse ways to to get out of that Nickelodeon lifestyle. Um, so Brittany gets a manager, Larry Rudolph. She's sent to Sweden to record with. Uh, <laughs> that, that's like to that's perfect. how they like refer to it. Is like a shifter off to Sweden to perfect herself in their pop culture training camps, yeah. their pop music training camps. Yeah. She works with Max Martin, records her first album. That's huge eyebrow raise. Comes home. Oh no, Mac, Mac, Max Martin's not one of the bad men. I don't think he. I don't think so. No, I think he just likes to make his music. Who's the <laughs> other Swedish uh, producer who's a bad man? Isn't Kesha's producer Swedish? He's not. Doctor Luke. He's American. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doctor Luke I is just a Swedish kind of weird yeah. name in yeah. a way. I didn't mean to slander the Swedes. There. <laughs> <laughs> they're mostly they're mostly good. They're pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. with pop, of, making pop music anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, her first album comes out. Is her first album just called Britney Spears or is it called Hit Me Baby One More Time? It's one More Time, I'm pretty sure. One, okay. And also, dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. Yes, baby One More Time. they baby couldn't include Hit Me because people are like, oh, this is a, this is a lot for a song title and a 16 year old yeah, album. A little like, a little tween BDSM, like not, exactly. not cool. But the song was also originally intended, um, for TLC. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That would sa- probably sound equally as good, if mm-hmm. not better, recorded by TLC. Should we yes. listen to to their, her her inaugural hit? Me. Oh my Maybe. god. <laughs> <laughs> you can. What I love about this song is that you actually don't really know what it's about or like no. who's feeling <laughs> anything or why. Like there's no narrative. It's the opposite of like a country song that has like a narrative. Right. You know what, like why everything is happening. It's all vague enough that you can apply your own feelings to it right. or just decide not to apply feelings at all and just enjoy it as right. like a bop. I anyway, mean, that's you, why I love the song. You, uh, you describing it as like Swedish speak. I'd never thought of it that way before, but that's absolutely true. It sounds like it's written in uh, Swedish and then like Google translated. 100%. Yeah. When it's also, it's like, um, I don't you see like, or you hear just like, this, like she has her weird like throaty coo that like yeah. definitely is fucking up her voice. <laughs> yes. Like there's all the videos of her as a kid when she's singing and she's like this beautiful deep voice. And mm-hmm. then she like suddenly like goes through puberty and has this like weird sexy was, baby. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Madonna's early voice where she was like putting on that affect. Yeah, yeah. And then Madonna like got o- kind of like expanded. Yeah. Right. Maybe took some voice lessons. Not that I'm, I don't think Britney did, but like, yeah, it's I an affectation yeah, yeah. that definitely does not, it's not sustainable, and which is why she probably hasn't sung to. live since she was 
what? Right. Yeah. Like a teenager. Yeah. I'd be curious to know when the last time, if she ever sang live, I don't actually know. I've 100% watched videos on YouTube of Britney singing live. How how were they? (laughs) Like they, like the earlier ones are better. There's actually, um, there's like some of like her mall tour that are like, Mm -hmm. because that was like her first tour around America. Yeah. And like she sounds good. Yeah. She sounds like the album, but it's also like, oh, she's 16 and like. Like if you like, whenever I try to sing along to the song, and like I've got a fairly like I'm an alto or whatever, but yeah. like this is hard to sing along to. Yeah, it hurts your vocal cords. Yeah. I just want to point out in uh, in a, it, just adding to the evidence of Britney Spears' early uh, electronic uh, interface pioneer. I did not know that there is a track on her first album called "Email My Heart." Email My oh, Heart, it's great so song. Good. It's good. Classic. Yep. That this was around the time when email was. I, I think people had been using it for like a handful of but it years. Was like nerds, but it yeah, it was like dorks, like you know, in, in college, like mm-hmm. yeah. And this was when like AOL. This is when Al really... Gore invented the internet. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, this is when. So the email my heart you, really you spoke got to me in a uh, floppy disk sent with your paper by AOL. This is, this also sets the early trend of like anytime you reference specific forms of technology and pop songs like if, if someone were to make yeah. like the tinder song um that isn't well kesha's t- timber not tinder <laughs> uh, but uh like who was it did Tayana was it Tayana taylor who had the song google me um yeah i think you're right and she's now come back in a fabulous way with kanye west help but like whenever you reference something like that it always sounds corny as fuck like right. it never works it's instantly dated instantly dated yeah and like we still use email and yet listening to this i'm like oh please don't email my heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't email or text or slack like whoever makes the first slack banger swipe, swipe right um, my heart so yeah swipe right on my heart it was a good album there was a reason yeah. people liked it it had that just the production was so like shiny and it was yes. going to be the new millennium and everything's going to be great. Yeah. And this is like post grunge too. And this mm-hmm. is post like Madonna, like getting sexy. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah. Like we have like this teenager now who's like, <laughs> finally our wait is ended. <laughs> A pretty white teenager who does the pop songs. We well, found another. And then she was like, I mean, she was so big too. Like yeah. I just remember like, like Christina Aguilera then was like the other Britney, yeah. Jessica yep. Simpson. Hoku. Um, oh my God. I, there's like so many of them. I know that I'm forgetting like a lot. Yeah. And then the like groups of them that, yeah. that came 3LW. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 3LW. Brittany originally was in a group called Innocence, spelled oh. with an S. Not I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were coming off of like mid 90s was like Lilith Fair, Sarah yeah. McLaughlin, like, oh, Fiona ugly Apple, feminists. Tori Amos, mm-hmm. like. All these hoes, and then people were just right. They're like, "What is this?" But happier with abs. Exactly. And everyone's like, "Yes, love it." What Sign if we her. just took all of the politics away from? Yeah, her. right. Yeah. What? What if you know? It's sort of like the third wave feminism. Me, one hundred percent. Well, it's also it's post Spice Girls and girl power. Right. Yeah. Just, just like forget the forget the struggle that leads up to whatever liberation you think you have, and exactly. just like ride on that particular wave. Yeah, like I've never thought of Britney Spears as like related to Riot Girl in any way, shape, or form. But like she kind of is. Like she's the, the product of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's the 
the like capitalist end point mm-hmm. of Riot yeah. Girl. Well, and then so that album comes out, and then like a year later, Oops, I didn't, I uh, did it again comes out. Yeah, which I remember buying and just like dancing around my living room to. But even then, I was like, the cracks were starting to like appear. I was kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, like I don't was lucky on that album. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly. like. Lucky's obviously a third a third person song about a celebrity woman who doesn't know why she's yeah. depressed, even as she's r- living a, a dream lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, wonder what that song is when about. you're you're yeah. writing you're writing your fame as a poison pill anthem on your second album uh, at your seventeen. Second, at also, seventeen, at seventeen, uh, things are not going great. Yeah, <laughs> I was obsessed with this song when I was a kid. Me too. But as you were saying, as on like the early ones, the song has a narrative and a point of view. Yeah. 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 And a great video. Does have a good video. <laughs> oh, and this is when so, she got. This that... is the one where she kills herself, right? No, that's no, every time. Yeah. We'll talk I about that. Like dar- such darkness in Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This With is perfection got... comes darkness. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Gregoriata says of this time period, like with the first album, the genius stroke of her creation was that her next single was a ballad, which I believe is um, sometimes. Sometimes, 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 sometimes. Oh my god! Um, where the vis- the video is her dancing in a white outfit on a pier by emerging mm-hmm. as a vixen and then reverting to a child. She allowed the world to breathe a sigh of relief that her temp- her temptress act was make believe. <laughs> and this is when she got the breast implants. Yes, which is her first kind of like public blow in the sense Mm -hmm. that she like she says like when Brittany saw the papers reporting on her breast implants negatively she was crying in the bathtub uncontrollably saying why is everyone being so mean to me (laughs) um so she was pressured into these breast implants by her mom before her body had fully developed good lord Um, like she's literally a child yeah and when she sees that people negatively react to something that she has done to her own body out of her mm-hmm. own control, she's lo- she loses it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, honestly. Like, I feel like that's a normal reaction. Or, it's horrifying. It's like body horror. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, um, like, SNL makes fun of her. There's, a, like, the skit, or it's, like, it's her opener in which they, like, do like animatronic like breasts. Yeah. yeah. And they get like bigger and bigger as the yeah, thing and they're goes like on. point like the nipples are pointing or something in like different directions oh, like throughout. Horrifying. horrifying. Yeah. She's 16. Yeah. yeah. Um they she said at this point like she was losing her confidence. She would come off stage after performing in front of 15 or 16,000 people and start crying because she thought she was terrible. The girl doesn't know who she is. So like at the exact point when you're supposed to figure out kind of who not you know you don't have to everything wrapped up in a neat bow when you're 17 but like you start to develop what you're supposed to maybe end up being Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't have any concept of reality at all yeah so that's where she is around oops i did again justin timberlake comes in the picture (laughs) i i was definitely into their relation at the time i thought it was like idyllic picture picture perfect um he provide he in the piece, it sounds like mm-hmm. he's a genuinely like good person, at least at this point. Um, I guess I hate him so much. <laughs> Wait, why? T- tell me more. Well, there's like there's a lot of like so so they're dating and he's like insane and in in sync or whatever. Yeah. And so then like, but there's like you like just pick up rumors throughout the years of like like apparently he like years later after their breakup like some maybe it was Howard Stern I can't remember he's on a radio show and he's asked like oh like. 
was she really a virgin? He's like, no. Oh, so he like spilled, spilled yeah. the tea. Or bit. then like at one point then he like, there's like this rumor in which he, uh, like they're hanging out like, because it's a, yeah, so she's touring with NSYNC. Yes. And so they're like hanging out on like her tour bus or something. And he goes back to the NSYNC tour bus and someone's like, Oh, like how, like, oh, you saw Britney or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, smell my fingers. Oh. They said this. She put this in the Yes, article. that's where I read yeah. it, I'm sure. Because he's also, like, what, 18 or 19? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like a teenage boy. Teenage boy. Yeah. It's yeah. also, like, played out so publicly. And they were told by management, like, say you're being a virgin till marriage. Mm-hmm. Even as they, I think they moved in with each other and um, yeah. still ha- we're putting that to the public for Definitely. some reason. Definitely. They moved in with each me. other at like age 17 or 18? Well, that's yeah. another, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they wow. could afford it. Like she bought like an apartment in Soho or something. <laughs> but, you know, separate bedrooms, leave room for Jesus. Of course. <laughs> Enough room for the Holy Spirit. Right, right. <laughs> leave room for the the closet full of denim. And the other oh, four yes. in-sync guys, if they want to stay over if they want. You know. Like, you know. <laughs> Just a room with four bunk beds in it. <laughs> yeah. This is the way in-sync sleeps. Um the the dating Justin apparently started a pattern where Brittany began to look for guys to help her get away from the people who control her. Which 100% makes sense when you think yes. about it. Yeah. It's probably the only time that she was allowed to spend any time even, like, quote, by herself. Even yeah. right. when, it, when it was with a, another person. Right. And you think about, like, how punishing her schedule is. Like, mm-hmm. she's on, like, every morning show. And then she has, like, three other shows. She's, like, all across the world. She's M- working every day. MTV mm-hmm. filming her behind the scenes mm-hmm. over and over. Just guest spots and shit mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. yeah. And, like, she's a really good dancer. Like, and so, like, she's learning all these routines. Like, this is hard physical work. Right. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And she, like, I don't know, she, in this podcast, we talk a lot about schedule, like touring Mm -hmm. schedules and labels, pressuring bands and musicians to, you know, never, basically never stop working because when you stop working, you're not making them any money and it breaks people. Like it's, you know, Mm -hmm. all jobs suck and are terrible, but like this is when your job is also your identity and your talent all wrapped in what in your sexuality yeah. mm-hmm. um, and your body. Good Lord. Like, and also you're underage and also you're yes. a child. <laughs> lest we forget. It'd be, it'd be stressful. It's probably stressful for, you know, Beyonce right now at this very moment, yeah. whatever right. she's doing. Although she's probably, she at this point has the luxury to com- completely command her own schedule. Yes. But but I have the feeling that she she's wants, got three she's got three kids now she, she does college is not going to pay for itself unless <laughs> I mean maybe it will I, I feel like colleges would probably be like yeah I, I just, you, you guys you guys can come here just <laughs> imagining Jay Z pouring over a ledger book looking at the college uh, <laughs> college fees for all these kids being like damn I'm gonna have to do another Kanye album <laughs> <laughs> title is not working out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah she's being pushed to her limit seeking mm-hmm. uh refuge in man, man eventually men. Boy. Um <laughs> but she also so she wants to have a sexier image like she herself right. mm-hmm. because the label people are controlling everything she does down to like they're picking out her lipstick color and her right. and her underwear. And I think it's also like like I think of this back to my own self as like a teenager like I feel like a lot of teenage girls associate sexiness with being an adult. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's like, oh, this will mean that like people will take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has the opposite effect. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. 
And Brittany represented I, I to me, we, like, we've especially... ta- talked about that, like, try... the idea of, like, if you had a kid and they're, like, trying to, like, flex, flex their muscle and, like, dress right. sexy and, like, how you as a parent, imagine, you know, sometime down the line being a parent and trying to impart on somebody. It's like, it's not that I don't think that you should control your image. It's just that you have to trust me. You look like an idiot. <laughs> right. Right. And it's also like then like then the deeper feminist implications. It's like the sexuality that she's performing is still like a patriarchal yeah. sexuality. No, right. It's not that I don't want you to look however you want to look. It's just mm-hmm. that the way that you're choosing to look right now is bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's like 18 or so then when like Britney comes out. Right. She's so young mm-hmm. throughout this whole saga like still by the i think in 2007 was she like 26 25 25 yeah so like this is all like astronomically fast i mean Um, she puts out the first three albums in three years and they all have like a shit ton of songs on it it's just like mm -hmm. a bunch of content yeah Yeah. right at once the the like apocryphal britney anecdote from that time period for me is like she recorded a cover of rolling stone satisfaction but then she was in an elevator with mick jagger and she didn't know who he was (laughs) because she's not given the time to develop taste exactly she has no she has no like space to explore what like i don't know if you asked her for what her favorite album is like what she would tell you she'd be like uh britney (laughs) <laughs> I mean that's I mean, no, a, no, that's a certain like somebody, boss move in a way an, like an album that you listen to too that like in, inspire, inspires like, you to, uh, Brittany probably yeah 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 and it's also I mean it's like so tragic too like she has zero education yeah yes so she she's like I want to be sexier I want to be I, w- I don't want sexy to be like subtext I want it to be text and <laughs> she's working with this choreographer Wade Robson oh god um, Wade Robson is like yes love it feel you let's put a snake around your neck for the slave for you uh, yeah. VMA's performance in 2001 she's let's working do this with shit. Neptunes working with the Neptunes like she's saying I remember when she said what the hell who cares and I'm a slave yes. for you and I was like <gasps> she swore and she this so this song too, I feel like I have like so many feelings about it because it's like when it came out, like like I was saying earlier, this mm-hmm. is when I was like going through puberty and it was kind of like, fuck you. Like I like I yeah. recognize that this is like not what I want to like be or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like years later, like college, post-college, I like started listening to it. And I was like, wait, A, this song's amazing. And B, mm-hmm. it's like such an... It's like a iconic song of early 2000s sexuality. Yes. And so I ended I learned I ended up just like teach learning the dance off of YouTube videos. Yes. Amazing. Slate for you? Yeah, I don't know it anymore. We're hearing a little bit of the showing at the MTV Music Video Awards, Great. which I remember watching live. Yeah. yeah. I remember the newspapers the next morning. Mm-hmm. So this is this is 2001, which means that I'm probably, and it's like summer, so I think I'm in like fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Did I understand that a snake around the neck was meant to be a phallic symbol, like representing a dick that she wanted to fondle? Absolutely not. No. I had no like... I had no mental connections. I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, she looks cool and has amazing abs. Right. And like, bo- you know, covered in body oil, like was, skirt all in tatters. Was, like, I knew it was sexy, but I didn't know why. And it's also. I assume that she was referring to her newfound passion for zoology. <laughs> well, this is the thing also that like kills me that I like didn't realize when I was like 11 or whatever. But it's like so, like, it's clearly she's Eve. Yes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. How fucking obvious yep. is this all? But it's like, why is her entire career based on these like 
archetypes of yeah. like female, like just women, yeah, and like female sexuality and like the fall and like and just like it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like no. It goes back to what we were just saying that there's no like artistic vision there. She's right. nothing but a vessel, and so like all mm-hmm. these songs are like written by other people, mm-hmm. and so like when they're like, well, "What is this gonna be?" It's I don't, I don't know. We'll do an Eve thing with her now. Right? Like, she, I, what, she's young. We'll do like a schoolgirl something. What else right. do young women do? Like waitress shit. I don't know. Right. Just put her in that thing. Um, like that's kind of makes Oops, I did it again stand out because it's like there's no real archetype there, and that's why I guess it still does stand out for me because it's like mm-hmm. this thematic. She's like space. I mean, I, Mars. <laughs> it's like Barbarella yeah, kind a of a little bit, but it doesn't really lean into that because she's in like the full. That's true. Well, she's in the cat suit. suit. Yeah, the cat suit. Well, and they always presented it as her idea. Like, oh, Brittany wants to wear the cat suit, but they always present everything as her idea. And it's sure. like, I doubt that it's teenage girl is like, maybe it's like presented to her and it's like, Oh yeah, great. So that she has like two options and it's like the Barbarella suit and the cat suit. And she like, she's like air B. Exactly. But it's mm-hmm. not like, Oh yeah, this is how I'm going to like this but, reference. I mean, her, all her songs are, as I mentioned, like great pop songs, but yes. th- again, there's like very little thematic coherence between all of her stuff or like even there's the albums seem don't seem to have like huge thematic no. runs through them. They're just like here's another dozen Britney Spears songs. Exactly. You got your Where, bangers and your ballads. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like other pop singers, pop stars, divas, even in her same mold, iterate, have different things on their mind and different mm-hmm. albums uh, as they go through mm-hmm. uh, them. So, but Britney Spears is like the eternal vessel. Yes. Yeah. Like Christina Aguilera. Every album had like a very specific aesthetic. Yeah. Like when she went dir- dirty. Yeah. Like, like stripped was the same age as Britney. I yeah. Say. And it was. Yeah. I think that there were like comparative sort of yeah. unveiling of even sexier identities. <laughs> they were in a sexy sexiness arms race. Yeah. A little bit. Actually, Gentlemen, there yeah. is a sexiness gap. <laughs> well, what I'm also interested in then too is so like, like clearly like we are like young girls in this. We're kind of like uncomfortable and also scandalized. But mm-hmm. then like. Like, what are, like, heterosexual, like, boys thinking? Uh, snake, abs, whatever. Right? So, <laughs> are, like, so are you kind of, like, do fun. you recognize? Yeah, I guess. But it's also, like, I mean, I, I even then I thought about all this stuff very musically. And I was, like, mm-hmm. this is all just the music that I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. I like rock music. And I was, like, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, half dozen of one, six of the other. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, market differenti- mm-hmm. differentiation or whatever the word I, I, is for like, like understanding. I don't know. I even at that time felt alienated from people my age who are like, oh, Britney Spears is so hot. And I'm like, I don't know. She's exactly as attractive as every other celebrity. Right. That's mm-hmm. an interesting point. And actually, you know, something that I just realized. So this is 2001, right? Yeah. This is the same year that this is uh, the Strokes' first album comes out. Yes. And like the is Garage Rock, Rock yeah. Revival. Yeah, started. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm moving into high school at this point. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know you get that infusion of older people cool and you like, I'm seeing people with like strokes and vines and hives mm-hmm. shirts walk yeah. around or like yeah, partic- yeah, yes, particular, eventually. particular boys who seem to have just one strokes, one vines and one hive shirt and they just rotate mm-hmm. through the days. Um, <laughs> but so, so I'm, I'm becoming more and more disinterested with this actively as time goes on, but I still like watching MTV and like the spectacle of it. I think what you touched on is like something that I was familiar mm-hmm. with too of like entering puberty at which point you maybe realize like I'm not a popular person who likes popular things like right. I would like to rebel but also still like the early 2000s 
like Neptune's Pharrell flavored mm-hmm. bangers were inescapable so and so good mm-hmm. that it was kind of like a weird split brain yes, situation exactly. where it's like one side of my brain is telling me that this rules and like once I figure out how to like coordinate my hips, like I will much exactly. enjoy grinding to this like 15 years from now and at the <laughs> retro night at the club. But like also this is popular and cool and I don't want to be popular and cool. Exactly. So. And I think it's also like then like that's when we are also like the public or it's like you, the public sphere starts sexualizing girls. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was also a rejection of like, oh, I don't want to be sexualized walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. You know? And like, that's what this like represents to me. Like if I accept this, then I'm saying that's okay. Yeah. Which also like, no, clearly that's not accurate. <laughs> like we're <laughs> all seems, like, yeah. but it's, yeah, the object, like such overt objectification is like, exactly. Oh, actually when I experience this in my everyday life, it blows. So yeah, why like, would I glorify this in pop music? Exactly. It's like you're collaborating. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, We'll move on. I was going to talk about Katy Perry, but like we don't need to spend time talking about Katy Perry. <laughs> we'll come back to Katy Perry someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah we will. Um, she, she'll probably write a book because she's like rediscovered spirituality. So it's like only a matter oh, of Oh, I can't ra- wait to read Katy Perry's Kabbalah notes. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so she she has the, the further sexification. Mm-hmm. She cheats on Justin Timberlake with choreographer Wade Robson. This yes. ends her relationship because he won't forgive her. So this is like a schism. She then kind of like goes off the rails like she's Mm -hmm. hooking up with men like colin farrell oh she hooked up with colin farrell who didn't at this time yeah she was just on his his i wish that road had gone down i would love the the celebrity couple of colin farrell and and britney spears i remember the paparazzi pictures and being like is this him coming off of like dare playing the villain in daredevil what year is this like 2003 something like that this is when he's very much at the height of his like kind of like a tabloid like Oh, this hot person. Sexy bad boy. Exactly. Like yeah. alcoholic Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. Yep. Um, Fred Durst also. Oh, I know. Yes. Who I then he, he spilled that. the beans about that, um, which was led to that Eminem line about her. Um, yeah. So she's with, oh, without monogamy, Brittany is kind of like just a sublimated person. Like she's just not like, she's kind of no one exactly to to focus her energy on. And then she can be controlled by whomever, Mm -hmm. Um, which leads to Christmas 2003 meets up with her old friend from Louisiana, Jason Alexander. Uh, like the beginning of the end, not not (laughs) Seinfeld Um, reconnects, takes him to Vegas on the third day of 2004, three 30 in the morning, they get married um, a little elopement. Situation. She's wearing like a garter over her jeans, her, like, her low cut jeans. flare jeans. Oh, yeah. She's got like the pink page boy cap on. Oh my god! Like Those... a white like hoodie or something. Yeah, people were one hundred percent shooketh by this news. This was like, yes. what the hell is she doing? Yes. Yeah, because it was very like public too. Because before then, like. Like, I didn't really, like, I guess, like, I was aware that she was, like, hooking up with other people. But, again, I was, like, 13, 14, not really paying that much attention to gossip. Yeah. But this was, like, in the newspapers. Right. It, w- it was proven to happen. It exactly. wasn't just, like, whispers about, like, exactly. dalliances. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to find pictures of this wedding. And I can only find fucking Jimmy Fallon and Rachel Dratch playing uh, versions of it in some SNL skit. I hate oh, that. My <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the marriage was annulled. 
basically immediately, like within a couple weeks, I think, because her family was like, no. Her parents were like, yeah, what are you thinking? No, like we need to keep making cash off of you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, And I guess she was like legitimately disappointed and said that like she was like wearing a wedding ring in in defiance and she was bummed. So sad. sad. How old is she now? Is she like 20? Can she drink legally? Yeah, maybe 21. Uh, In the Zone comes out. Um, and this is like this is, it takes the sexy to like kind of perverted like new levels. Yeah. yeah. And before this, too, is her rumored lost album. Yes. So tell us about this, because I had no idea about this, this lost album. Um. So there's like this is like deep Britney lore, like on forums and stuff like I have uh, spent spent some time. Um, but <laughs> so there's like these rumors that so it's post Britney, the third album pre in the zone Mm -hmm. and so she's like like it's post justin timberlake like she's upset she ends up Mm -hmm. going to this los angeles radio station just like randomly showing up there like and this is like like there's no like paparazzi following her like she just clearly like escaped from like whatever recording (laughs) studio she's been in wow um and she's like oh i have like a new single and they're like yeah great play it for us (laughs) and so she plays it it's called mona lisa um you can find it on youtube and it's like, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on a new album. It's going to be called, like, Original Doll. Um, like, it's coming out soon. Like, I've been working on it for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and the the song Mona Lisa is, like, really dark. It's kind of like a continuation of Lucky. It's like, oh, like, the, the Mona Lisa, like, her smile, like, she fell. Like, it's clearly she, like, kind of knows what the painting is, but it's also, like, she's using it as, like, a metaphor. Yeah, totally. Yes, this is... It sounds very like that era too, right? Totally. <laughs> I know. This kind of rules. Mm hmm. The. So, we were just talking about how mm-hmm. uh, Spears doesn't seem to have artistic volition. Yeah. Right. But this seems like something that does this. have like a mm-hmm. character that I want to mm-hmm. inhabit. This yeah. seems almost like presaging like Gaga type shit. Yeah. This is her rebelling against her record label. And so she actually like she co-directs. I can't remember what video it is. She later co-directs. Oh, it's Do Something. Um, and okay. she like uh, does it under the pseudonym Mona Lisa. And there's like in the video too, there's like Mona Lisa sprayed like on the wall or something. So, so it's clear to have like an artistic vision. Yes. And so like she she plays the song, like it's never heard from again. Like later on, like reporters ask her label or something, like what's going on? And they're like, oh, she's working on an album, but like it's not that. Um, My God. And there's like different producers that have like, like there's one who's like posted stuff on Tumblr before. Um, this other great song, Look Who's Talking Now, mm-hmm. that's like clearly about Justin. Like there's a, a line in it when she like hisses, like justify my point of view. <laughs> it's like, see, I'm looking at you. Like I'm looking at you. Oh my God. Um, and like, it's uh, like, she's clearly like going through like, like she's trying to be like artistic. Like she's tr- like, she's actively seeking out producers and songwriters yeah. and like, like one of them and some interviews was like oh yeah like she can play piano like people don't realize she does have musical talent mm-hmm. yeah um, so like she I this is first I'm hearing about that that's kind of a right? shock to me right well this is like what like angers me about like the way that like how she's been treated too because clearly like she has a brain like she has like mm-hmm. these like artistic impulses but she's been like kind of uh transformed and like suppressed by her label into like this kind of like 
stupid like Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like she's obviously like trying her best to like put something together and the album is like suppressed. Like it's now this like huge like fan lore of like what could it be? Like it could be the greatest like pop album of all time. Yeah. Like it's probably not. Um, <laughs> probably but, just another decent Britney Spears album. Exactly. But so then one of the songs from these sessions ends up making it onto In the Zone. Uh-huh. And it's, um, I cannot believe I'm blanking on the name, but it's the ballad. Uh, is it every time? It's every time. Okay. Yeah. So when that was from the up, original. Yeah. Okay. That's from like the recording sessions of Original Doll. And that's like, I mean, that's the video she ends up like dying in the end of it. Yes. So like clearly that darkness is still present. Yes. I didn't realize that was from a different session. Mm-hmm. This is probably I mean, one of my favorite Britney Spears songs. Mm-hmm. I think just because of what it represents of like, it is this weird pull between artistic vision, even if that vision is mm-hmm. like super dark. Right. And expectations like external expectations. I mean, I guess it's pretty telling of what was going to be that album that the darkest, one of the darkest Britney so- songs yeah. come, mm-hmm. comes off of it. As uh, infamous, infamously portrayed in Spring Breakers to even darker aesthetic. Oh, so good. That was like, a, that was a perfect placement. And it's also like, I mean, it's like a very like young person's idea of darkness too, I feel, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like if I'm serious... I'm going to die in the end. And like, apparently the original video, she wanted to like be reborn as a baby or something. Yeah. Be reincarnated as a baby. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what dark darkness is. You either when you're sad enough, you just die and then you become a baby. I guess might as well just die. Might as well just die. <laughs> um, it's at this time that uh, she meets, Kevin Federline on the dance floor. Okay, Fed. Hey, he was Fed. a backup dancer. Justin Timberlake's backup backup dancer. Oh, her backup dancer too. On oh, Onyx really? Hotel. Okay, yeah. so that's probably how she yeah got, yeah. got to know him. Um, his nickname was Meat Pole. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Here, here's the thing. Uh, Gregorianis also calls him one broke ass dude uh, because his, that's that's her in her official in her official opinion. jargon. Um, his car had been repossessed shortly before he oh, he met Brittany. Yeah, I don't know much about this guy, but he seemed uh, like a a huge loser. I have very complicated feelings about him about yes. K Fed. Yes, because um, like so like he was then he was a uh, in a relationship before this too with with um, Char Jackson. Yes, from. Uh, Moesha Moesha fame yeah they had like two kids Moesha's Moesha and she was pregnant yeah when he left her she yes. was carrying yes. another baby so that's, that's holy shit how many cute. kids does this dude have he's got five I guess five now I think so at yeah. least I don't know what he's been doing after well, he's actually been like a really good a good dad, dad. that's yes. the that's what why I have complicated feelings because I'm like clearly you're a loser who's just like taking advantage of Britney but you've really stepped it up with like the being a dad thing. Yeah. So there's like been controversy in tabloids lately too because he's been asking for more money. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? Give it to him. Give like, it to him. He's basically but he's been like very raised present. their Yeah, kids. like he basically like apparently like raises them most of the time. Aw. I know. I mean, this might skip ahead a little bit, but I, I do have been appreciating the little bit of momming that I've seen Britney Spears do, mm-hmm. which is yes. mostly painting with her kids and I also know. hyping her, her kids' uh, Dragon Ball Z drawings. They're like anime art. Yeah. She's like, this is beautiful. They've, they're honestly pretty good uh, Dragon Ball Z doodles. Um, the yeah. characters are immediately recognizable. Good <laughs> use of coloring and shading. When I pop, first popped up on my Twitter feed, I was like, damn, these kids, these kids can really draw Goku. <laughs> 
that she was like 25 when all this is going down. It's also yeah. so linked to like cultural moments now. I mean, we were talking about the, <laughs> the blog stuff then, but like, you know, pegging the, her first kid stuff and like the seatbelt thing to like my first me- being conscious of stuff like TMZ. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. And being like, like all of her or her, her pop culture story is basically one-to-one mapped on like how I consume pop culture information. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's so like, not to put too fine a point on it, but it's cause it's so perfect. It's like her like come up when I'm like watching getting pop culture by like literally watching MTV, like music video release release to like TMZ and Perez, like an early era blog or, or internet things Mm -hmm. to what I just referenced. Now the news that I get from Britney Spears is retweets of her kids, Dragon Ball Z artwork into my Twitter feed. It's like one to one her story against like how I consume entertainment information. It actually kind of like freaks me out thinking that this is like our generations. Like like this, yeah, this is like the shift between medias. Yeah. yeah. And this mm-hmm. is our like collective mythos. Yeah. Yeah. So she meets K Fed. I I actually it was funny, I was like looking at pictures of him mm-hmm. from that time and like How do you feel about yeah. I now I think I'm like, he's kind of good looking, yeah. styled in a really unfortunate way. Right. Um Welcome like to the, that. the facial hair, the the haircuts, the the clothing, the, the size of fedoras, like it's all just really colossally bad. But if you just look at his face and his bone structure, he's a he's a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird because I remember at the time just thinking shirts, ew. Big, like big, right. big well, shirts. I, yeah. Big enormous, shirts, big just pants. Enormous shirts. The biggest shirts you could find. How do you even find shirts that big? Um well there's definitely like you could tell that there's like real attraction between them. Yeah. Cause did you watch Chaotic, their oh, reality yes. show where they filmed each other all the time? Um Brittany and Kevin, it's instant love. They marry like three months after they met. Um, oh, and you're forgetting the knee injury. Right. Yeah. Like she fucks it up on the outrageous video, which like you can actually see footage on YouTube of her falling. Oh, no. And it's like it's like that's the, it's the beginning of the end. Oh, yeah. Because wow. this the knee injury basically frees her to be like, actually, I don't give a fuck about any of this. Like, exactly. None of this is worth just like the pain it causes me. Why don't mm-hmm. I just like go to Europe with Kevin Federline exactly. and have a blast. I just mean, like it's super high every day. Yeah. <laughs> just, just getting stoned with Kevy. Um, she records between, I think 2004 and 2006, mm-hmm. she records three songs total. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's off out. the sauce. She's yes. yeah. Um, but her friend says, Kevin didn't step up to the plate and be Amanda, Brittany in their relationship. Um, so they have two kids that they mm-hmm. pop out. They've got short a succession. crazy wedding. Crazy wedding. Her in like um, this lacy mini dress and all the bride, like they're like all the uh, bridesmaids and like uh, groomsmen are in like uh, like juicy couture sweatsuits. Suits, yes. <laughs> it's, it is peak early aughts aesthetic mm-hmm. of like lace oh, wow. and And she's a velour. brunette. And she's a brunette. Which is important. Brunette is like, that's <laughs> when she's like rebelling. Wow. Because she's, she's literally going back to her are, roots because she's a brunette, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. originally. Are you so, looking at the wedding pictures? Yeah, this is worth a Google. She mm-hmm. looks great, but... She's clearly in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he in love? Mm, that's the question. I don't know I mean, if he meat, looks I don't know if Meatball's in love. <laughs> or if in love just, with her money. <laughs> yeah, got a meal ticket. Yeah, he basically like... He's, she was spending her money, living large. Yeah, it releases stone. an album. Uh, I just remember the song Popo Zow. Oh, Popo Zow. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is like, is that Portuguese for like big ass? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it's like, there's this great video of like him in the studio, like rapping along to it. And he's like, Papa Zow. Yeah. Oh God. That's like the, the nadir of, of like white dudes rapping is actually probably Kevin Federline. But it's also, I remember. There but for the grace of Post Malone. But also, we were talking at the beginning that if 10 years ago, Kim Kardashian would have an album. By virtue of being in, just even in proximity of Britney Spears, they were like, Kevin Federline, what if you did an album? Sure, why not? Just of go course. for it. Just yeah. do some songs. Paris Hilton had an al- album. That was sure. actually like pretty good. Stars, Stars are, are blind. blind. But do you want to quickly pull up Popo's Al? Because I just want to I remember have being like kind of a, like years later listening to it and be like, this isn't terrible. It's not bad. I haven't listened to it probably since the time. P-O-P-O-Z-A-O. Popo's Al. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Papa John's um, zesty cousin. <laughs> That flute. That Scott Storch shit. Who produced this? Okay, I take it back. This song is horrible. I. It's got a certain something. Um, this song was produced by Disco D. Don't know who that is. Hmm. Started as a teenage DJ in Ann Arbor. He helped DJ Godfather, popular Detroit's electronic music scene. He died at age 27 in 2007. Oh, no. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Yeah. I really hope this is not his last song. It might have been. <laughs> this might have been close close to his last work. Uh, yes. Which is a little upsetting. Yeah, it is. But he he also produced for Fifty Cent, Nina Sky, uh, Little Scrappy, Chameleonaire. So he's like legitimate. Yes. Yeah. Like Britney found like a real producer for her man. For her yes. man, yeah. But apparently she has a co-writing credit on this song, so. Well, she knows how to make money. She does. <laughs> she does. So yeah, they, they get divorced um, two years after the marriage last two years, which mm-hmm. is basically the amount of time she was pregnant, like total in, in yes. her relationship too. And like, the, I just remember like so many um, like paparazzi photos of her, like literally barefoot and pregnant. Yes. In gas stations. Gas station yes. bathrooms. People call it, people are really mean. They start like making fun of her with like Cheetos and stuff. And like, this is when like everyone starts turning on Britney. Yeah. Right. Because she really leans into like the like white trash Very, aesthetic. Very like, country. Yeah. Yes. yeah. She's like, fuck you. I'm from a swamp. Yeah. yeah. And also she hasn't, uh, and also she hasn't put out an album in a few years. So she's not making anybody any money right now. Exactly. So. She starts hitting the LA scene night after night. Lost, vomiting in public, exchanging clothes with a strip club cocktail waitress, and perhaps mm-hmm. most dangerously, hanging out with Paris Hilton. <laughs> Which, okay, so like just this era of gossip is like, so I mean, there's a great Tumblr blog, Pop Culture Died in 2009. Uh-huh. It's true. It will never be the same. Because this is like also, this is when this, uh, the blogs start kind of like uh, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like the level of gossip that I was reading I was just like, well, this like is insane. All, it's yeah. like all these trends from the aughts just mm-hmm. coalesce into this feeding frenzy mm-hmm. of like 07, 08, 09. And this mm-hmm. is also a time when I felt exp- very alienated from pop mm-hmm. culture because all this stuff was just so like gaudy. And it's the like first right. wave of like these big like celebrity TVs. This was like VH1 spinning its re- celebrity thing mm-hmm. into like total absurdist nothingness mm-hmm. around this time. So like Paris is like obviously like the big like party girl and she like there's something just about her that like you read enough gossip and you're like this woman's like kind of evil. Yeah. Like, there's another um Vanessa Gregorius piece um from Rolling Stone I think that profiles Paris Hilton 
uh, a couple of years earlier. I remember this. Yeah. And there's like, like she's hanging out with Ta- uh, Tara Reed. Yes. And they're like at a nightclub. And mm-hmm. it turns out their term for like posers is Debbie. Yes. So mm-hmm. Tara Reed is like, they keep denying they're on drugs, but they kept going, like going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, like multiple times. Like they're mm-hmm. clearly fucked up. And Tara Reed is just keeps being like, there's like some Playboy model there. And she's like, Debbie, Debbie. Oh my God, you're such a Debbie. Hey, Debbie, how's it going? And she's like, my name's not Debbie. And she's like, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember that that story. And that was like so weird. It's a, I, We mentioned it like so long ago now in the Travis Barker episode of our podcast of mm-hmm. just like, it's like mm-hmm. Boost Mobile parties and yes. Red Bull, Red Bull yes. vodkas and like going out to, you know, Bungalow Aid in New York yes. and- you butter. know, wherever. Yeah, butter. Oh, <laughs> Just this sort of like consumerist, like, and it's also a, a point in fashion where like labels are such a thing. Like mm-hmm. everything has a visible label mm-hmm. and it's this sort of weird, clashy uh conspicuous conspicuous consumption yes that's just wild yes Yes. the h3 Mm -hmm. and we're blowing the shit up the t-mobile sidekick iraq like it's just a whole it's a whole thing bush's tax cuts have like really hit the country people are buying buying houses Mm -hmm. like crazy credit crisis oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's a whole like it all you're right you're right this is like right before the i mean pegging it right before the financial collapse Mm -hmm. because it's like i feel like it became pretty Unchic to be like this immediately, immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. yeah. But so, so like Paris this is, is like, like clearly... uh, very much last days of disco for the uh, yes. for the aunts. Yes. So like Paris is clearly like the queen bee of this, and then like she starts like kind of like taking all these other girls kind of into her circle. Like Nicole Richie, Richie is like starting to like like she's clearly like still fucked up. Like this is around the time that she like claims she's clean, but she's like arrested for driving on the opposite side of the road down like yeah, somewhere in normal. LA. Just stuff that normal clean living people do 100 like misha barton yeah is like Lindsay lohan is getting into Lindsay this lohan. Um, Lindsay lohan and like she and who Paris, also so had an album yes great album actually yeah. i'm sick of rumors starting paris is definitely like a cersei lannister yes. type right. like she comes out of everything unscathed and yes. just ruins everything around her yeah like because she can't i feel like she, so the she, ultimate climber of all this is of course kim kardashian who is yes. the only one to actually emerge from this era totally unscathed and in fact not just personally financially successful but a conduit for success for like a whole clan of people yes yeah yeah what is so what is this era 2005 to 2008 ish Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. it's like total which is also like cobra snake era right yes oh my god what's her name just Uh, like i'm glad that britney is the vector into just like talking about all this mid aughts mm -hmm. just trash nostalgia like I, I, I don't know what you like call it like right mo- millennial tabloid chic or something. Yeah. It's like all this stuff that was that was searching for a vector to find a, a way to in, infect everybody. But it was a little before like Twitter, a little before yes. like the mainlining of Facebook, a little before Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all this undercurrent uh, of stuff that could get passed around virus like when things could actually become be viral mm-hmm. on the Internet before that term lost all meaning by like 2011 right that generated this insane um gaudy tabloid culture Mm -hmm. yeah that still felt like even though it was among the most famous people in the world still felt like a subculture in weird weird ways yeah well then like what's interesting too is so much of it's like 
young girls mm-hmm. and like these older guys taking advantage of them. Like remember like the Cobra Snake had, what was his Corey muses? Kennedy. Corey Kennedy. I was who obsessed was like, with Corey Kennedy. Yeah. And she's like 16 in this era too. Yeah. She later goes to rehab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people who's just like, it's very like hashtag no parents. 100%. 100%. But also like hashtag older weird daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. Remember like Uffy and like yes. pop the Glock. She's also like 18 or something. Yep. Like. There's yeah. so many like Svengali's blog, behind. Blog. What, what's the word for like blog electronic music? Like yes. blog or like something. Like hype machine and everything. Justice. Hype machine. Um, oh my God. All that, all that shit. Justice. All right. Now we're just naming things. What's well, the okay. next step? Here, I, I want to tie, tie this together into a unified theory of why people our age in, we're all in our late 20s, early 30s mm-hmm. are obsessed with this shit. And I think it feels so potent is because a it was delivered to us in a constant, powerful stream mm-hmm. from multiple vectors when we were at impressionable ages. And now we are adults. We are making our own money. We have jobs. We have moved to the great big city mm-hmm. and the excess is not there. That's true. This is honestly this is I think this is actually a big sort of weird cultural gap that people mm-hmm. are eight, and maybe like people who are three years younger than us are like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah but when I was a teenager I thought that being an adult was basically just like going to the electro class show doing <laughs> so much cocaine yes. like taking pictures of yourself on your Motorola razor and then posting it to MySpace and like sidekick mm-hmm. yeah and like and without any consequences to bring back George Bush, like, like yes. the idea that you can just blow shit up mm-hmm. and there's like, there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then like, we found the tomorrow and it's called yes. the recession yes. and student loan debt yes. and yeah. like horrifying inequality. Yes. And so I yeah. think that like, we can't, it's the and Marie Antoinette. partisan gridlock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, we just got to find both sides. sides you yes. know, find if a, only we can both sides our way. <laughs> bipartisan, Common sense compromises back to the coke fueled celebutan orgies of 2007. We were vive la revolution. <laughs> we were we were promised a glittery over the top Betsy Johnson doing a yes. split on the runway that future is. that we never received. We only read about it in Us magazine, and we're still de- we read dealing it, with yeah, the consequences. Saw it on no, they didn't. I yeah. think this literally explains everything about me <laughs> no i feel like i've just been through a therapy session like that's still like my vision because like like when we put blackout on like mm-hmm. literally every time i hear blackout i'm we like listen to blackout yet i know i'm just like i need to like do so many drugs right now and fuck <laughs> up my life yeah but we but we can't because right you know like sorry Sally may yeah. lives at the other end of the exactly. tunnel and like we never kind of like got to like act that out in mm-hmm. a way because Brittany in the limo passed out or like flashing her vag with mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton that wonderful night when they were the, what's the dog with three heads? Kerberos? Cerebus. Cer- yeah. Yes, yes. They were that sort of three-headed dog of like blonde party animals. I know so many women who have that as their like Facebook like image, you know, like that <laughs> or perfect. like their Twitter. Like so it's Header, like a yeah. whole thing. Yeah. That's perfect. That That's what Brittany, Brittany didn't have to live for tomorrow when yeah. there was today she'd already done a whole life by the time she was 21 Brittany had not like yeah what what was she trying to build like she had children and mm-hmm. a husband like the promise of whatever she was sold when she was like a kid in the south and yeah it and came still to nothing. unfulfilling yeah so the the shit the shit goes down uh, everyone's like you need to go to rehab and she's like no and they're like yes and she's like I'm gonna shave my head instead 
So oh. she <laughs> kind of rehab. She shaves her head. She like attacks a paparazzi car with an umbrella yeah. and these iconic sort of scenes. She like, gets a tattoo. It's all alleged. But so like at this point, like her like uh, her children, I think, have been taken away from her. Yeah, she does not have custody of her kids. Exactly. And so like people are speculating, like what is she on? And they're like apparently, if you get drug tested, um, like like somehow like the meth will live on in your hair or something like I this I this is just like stuff I've read on the internet like I am not a scientist (laughs) I've heard drugs can be in your hair yeah yeah (laughs) so uh yeah it's something that people believe okay so that she was like she shaved her head so she wouldn't her meth hair wouldn't be tested exactly and she's also I mean like she's staying up all night she like there's a lot of and this is a point where like the paparazzi are like chasing her endlessly and like I really recommend just watching videos of the paparazzi like chasing after her because yeah. it's like every time I watch them on YouTube, I start crying because it's like it's really mm-hmm. intense. Just how many how many men they're all men mm-hmm. just yeah. like chasing after her like she cannot drive like she's stuck in her car like she breaks down constantly. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of stuff of her just like sitting outside of her mansion like. Mm-hmm crying at like 3 a.m like mm-hmm. she's notoriously going on these lawn drives like yeah. by herself like chain mm-hmm. smoking she's she adopts a british accent like she goes to like that. target she of, wears like, a pink wig she wears the pink which wig. is like her like alternative personality it's her mona lisa yes oh beyonce got to do sasha fierce why can't britney do mona lisa like know, come on i'm, I'm Give ready britney mona lisa let it, let it out <laughs> So yeah, the and also in this particular like soup of like possible drug use and mental unhealth, um, mm-hmm. MTV is like, hey, you want to open the, the VMAs oh, in two thousand seven? <laughs> so I think we all know what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I guess, she saw Justin Timberlake rehearsing when she showed up to yeah, the place, yeah. and it psyched her out. And she was like, "What if no one likes me? What if I do terribly?" She refuses to let the hairdresser apply her wig Mm -hmm. because he's a man she's like i don't want a man to touch me she's supposed to wear a corset yeah she's supposed to wear like a corset like posh spicy type thing yeah um she refuses to let him in waits too long uh nelly Furtado's hairstylist comes in and glues on some because her hair is like two inches long at this point Mm -hmm. uh nelly Furtado's hairstylist comes in glues on some pieces of hair she does not put on the corset she's mm-hmm. like i'm going out in my bra and underwear like as uh as vanessa Gorietta says she wanted to go on stage without artifice as naked as possible and for us to love her just the way she was mm-hmm. and the performance was a disaster so do you want to hear a little bit of it well if we listen to it it's just going to be the studio recording because she didn't sing <laughs> like true yeah yes uh, you're just going to hear some like weird empty like arena sound <laughs> she just looked lot like it, it was really depressing because when you see right. her early VMA performances she's so like in it she's into right. it she's everything looks like tight and good and like she's just she's on stage trying to slay yeah and this was just like she it looked like she what was sad is that she looked like she knows the choreography, but just like wasn't able to like. Yes, she's very self. She's like doing shit with her hands. It's yeah. very. I don't know what to do with my hands. Looking kind of into the middle distance, yeah. like I, I, I was disturbed when I saw because I saw Same. this live and I was Same. like, oh my god. I was watching it on an own. No, they didn't watch party. Really? Yeah. Like literally, all of this is punctuated by what I was doing on own. So everyone is on the forums, like yeah, we're like typing as what like, it was like. A, I mean, like the live like watch things would be like 
a hundred pages long. People are typing super fast. Like everyone's doing like gifs and shit. Yeah. And it's just everyone's like, what the fuck? This would be on like Twitch now, probably. Yes. Oh like, wow. People yeah. would probably be like streaming it. I mean, not to give ourselves it. too far away, but one of the things that we wanted to do for this show originally <laughs> was watch every VMAs of the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And like and live review them. If I can ever figure out some way to watch yeah. Record, full recordings of the 90 of yeah. VMAs from the 90s we'll figure out a way to do that and maybe on, on Twitch like a, a yeah. live watch with some some type of thing but yeah. yes that's how we would do it yes. well then speaking of the VMAs like this compared to like like her really famous performance of oops I did it again mm-hmm. when she's like in the nude bodysuit the mm-hmm. nude bodysuit like she strips yeah and that's yeah. like a really like and she's doing like I, I can't get no satisfaction right. and it's very like it, it was like a kind of the like first like sexy Britney. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is just like sad. It's so sad. People it's... keep calling her fat afterwards, which if you look at it now, it's like she looks lovely. Yeah, yeah she's great. Yeah. She's yeah. just not she's yeah. just not there. Like exactly. that's what's she's like, like sad. very like foggy eyed. She looks confused. Mm-hmm. Like the, all of the dancers are like great and she's just kind of like wandering. Yeah. I remember noticing the like compassion of the dancers of just like they were all just like trying to work with her and God, she's probably got the best dancers on the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully they'll, they all got to go to the Vegas residence. (laughs) 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 Um, So that happened. So obviously that was a huge blow to her confidence and mental health as well. Um, So at this point in the story, the only people she's cut everyone out of her life, like her manager, her parents, friends like she'll dr- pick up and drop people within like the span of a couple of days there's a really infamous series of paparazzi photos of her serving like papers or something or like screaming at her mother oh, and man. it's interesting because like she well now she's like like her father still controls like her trust and everything yeah yes. her mother is like kind of cut out of the picture right. yeah and it's interesting that there's so much like like clearly she is rebelling against her mother mm-hmm. in this breakdown who she has written two books with prior mm-hmm. about how great their relationship was, yes. which maybe we'll do in future episodes. <laughs> oh, maybe not now. Maybe not <laughs> they, now. We might've rendered those irrelevant. Yeah. But they're um, not good. Yeah. <laughs> I owned them. <laughs> <laughs> the only people in her life are this guy, Sam, Sam Lutfi, mm-hmm. who is her, she describes him as her life coach. He came in the re, the way he came <laughs> into her very life. 2007. Very 2007. Uh, the way he came into her life, he was like, Kevin Federline tapped your phone and like you might be arrested for mm-hmm. drugs at any minute. Oh, and God. that's how he somehow got into her circle of mm-hmm. confidence, which is weird as fuck. So he's acting as her manager and kind of like right. screening She's calls. She's like fired her like long-term manager. Like actual music manager. Yeah. Who's like, like he's her manager now again, like mm-hmm. post breakdown, but like he was there from the very beginning. I didn't realize mm-hmm. he's still her manager. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, so the, yeah, this guy's in the picture um, as well as Adnan Galib, who's uh, a guy that she met um, who, as, being a in the, as a paparazzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's described as a wait, British Afghani. Wait, Molly, Sorry, yes. Does this mean that this whole thing started in Meteor Rays? Oh, it sure did. It's uh, a hallmark of a great uh, you know and intro episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this guy uh, Adnan Galib, he's a British Afghani who has claimed he fought for the Mujahideen and has the shrapnel scars to prove it. He's a smoldering 35 year old in Gucci sunglasses. And she says that he's way more appealing in person than he is in pictures. Cause in, in pictures I remember thinking he looked really weird. Uh, This episode goes out to the brave freedom fighters of the Mujahideen. (laughs) But like in pictures, he's like clearly like, 
Like there's something is up with him. He's like he's he like has that like greasy. thin strip yeah, of he's got, like, um, the goatee. goatee. He had like the glass, like the uh, like wrap around Gucci sunglasses, yeah. the gelled he hair. Sounds cool as hell. Yeah. I don't know what he you guys are talking like, about. He sounds like a cool dude. It was just it was if a sad situation. To ask me to describe a cool dude, this is like how I would describe it. Uh, <laughs> and I like literally they just meet through like he's a paparazzo chasing after her, and just like one day she's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> And he's, I think he's married, but like estranged from his wife too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's exactly how it happened. Like the only the only good Adnan. According according to the article, she literally got out of her car and into his car. Like yes. Yes. she was driving on the PCH. She abandoned her car and she got an Adnan's car, and they were together. Um, this dude has his friend take pictures of them on vacation together. And then he sells it through his own paparazzi agency. Mm-hmm. So he's basically like vertically integrating his How relationship with Britney. How is this different than being an Instagram influencer? I ask you. <laughs> oh They're cutting God. out the middleman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Chris, it's, you are blowing my mind right now. But it's like crazy too, just thinking how he's much money. He's an Instagram money. boyfriend. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 100%. But it's crazy also just thinking how much money all these paparazzi are making off of these photos. Right. Like this is the day in which you could like, you could make like a hundred thousand dollars like easily off of one photo. Of if like, it was, if it showed enough badge, she sold. Yeah. She sold her baby pictures for a million dollars, her mm-hmm. first baby, it's to People insane. magazine. I think mm-hmm. she sold her wedding pictures to People also for a million dollars. Also, it was reported in this article that the Associated Press was going to hire twenty-two entertainment reporters to cover stuff like Britney's decline. So yeah, that's probably the last like job boom at a uh, newspaper. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is very pretty. Wait, wait, 22 AP reporters to cover Britney is... Just entertainment, or, but... But for this beat? Britney yeah. is entertainment. So she is co- a beat to, unto herself. To cover what we were talking about, that that late mid-aughts mm-hmm. era uh, uh, yeah. Hollywood bacchanalia. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so these are the two men in her life. They are squabbling and fighting because mm-hmm. they both want to be in control of her paranoia phone tap guy and and wrap around Gucci sunglasses. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the two genders. The two genders. Uh, I think I'm Gucci sunglasses. I'm guy. paranoid wiretaps. Yeah, you definitely are. Uh, <laughs> it's a compliment, I guess. Yeah, maybe we can go as Halloween as these two as these two guys. Oh my God! Please do. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. We'd. I mean, we'd spend the entire night just. Explaining, uh, explaining who we were. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Worth um, it. We could go as Brit- Brittany and Adnan, though, and that would be. <laughs> oh, that's dark. That'd that's be dark. Super, super dark. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss. We have a couple of months. I'll put it in my notes doc where I put Halloween costume ideas. Yes. <laughs> right now, I just have Tommy Wiseau and um, Axl Rose. Also, also a good one. <laughs> uh, weren't we going to be the two sides of the uh, the Drake meme? Oh, the yeah. No, no, no. And yes. Yes. I like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God's plan. Um, so yeah, they're they're battling for control over her. There mm-hmm. are like restraining orders maybe filed against each other, mm-hmm. um, like there... calling the cops on each other. Yeah, isn't there like a detail in this piece then too? Like like he locks her dogs away from her or something in order to like control her. Oh god! Like he makes he like hides her dogs and she like doesn't know where they are and she cries and he's like I found your dogs and she's like Oh thank That's you. That's literally the plot line at the beginning of Ingrid Goes West. She steals yes, the person's yes. dog in order to get in her life. You don't want to. That's that's terrible. All Very pop dark. culture today traces itself back to Britney Spears's breakdown. It's true. It's true. It's the big the big bang. Um. 
So what what happens? Brittany begins to spin out, staying up for sixty hours. Oh, she begins straight. to spin out. Yeah, well, like for <laughs> this real, is just like the, the end, yeah. the end of the end. Yeah. Um. She get she goes to the hospital once and mm-hmm. gets out. There's not like a psych, a psychiatric hold placed on her, and she like right. Adnan takes her away. But on January thirtieth, two thousand eight, um, she goes to the Beverly Hills Hotel where she's staying, and then ambulances are called. Um. It's reported the scene is 75 paparazzi paparazzos um, joking about whether they're going to get a shot of Britney in a body bag. Like the air is so cynical at this point of just Mm -hmm. people being like, oh, like, cool, she'll die. Like, great. And I'll get money for this photo. Mm -hmm. Um, So she gets out. She goes to the hospital. She's in the hospital for a little bit. She gets Mm -hmm. out. And then it's kind of like this is the point where she's reporting the story. Um, We all know what happens where she comes back ish we should listen to blackout because yeah because this album is incredible and it she manages to record this kind of at a low 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 point yeah this comes out in 2007 so it comes out Mm -hmm. in the midst so that was the amazing thing about this album so we know give me more and we listen Mm -hmm. to a little bit of it oh you should put on pieces of me piece of me piece of me yeah this is like the this i remember listening to this and i was like in my like teenage like oh i'm really into like punk listening to a lot of like early seventies punk and hearing this. And I was like, wait, this is punk as fuck. Yeah. It's raw as hell. And this is angry uh, and mad. And Oh, I believe the producers on this are bloodshy and Avant, the Swedish producers that did toxic. So they've, they've been around for a little bit for, mm-hmm. for our friend, Brittany. Yeah. You want a piece of me? Again, this is also very Lady Gaga. Yes, but before Lady Gaga. Yeah. Before Gaga. And it's like she is putting her life in her songs as we're reading about them. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that that then is the difference between the first four albums and what she was trying to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. And this is is like actually reflecting her life experience in the music, other than rather than just like putting out quote yeah. Britney Spears songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like like the like the main producer on the entire album is this guy Danger. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like he's young. He's like 26 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keep like to this day like fans keep asking him like there's going to be a second blackout, right? And he's like <laughs> Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, we'll do a sequel to this Britney Spears <laughs> album from 11 years ago. And it's like, I mean, it's such a good album. Like, it's danceable from beginning to end. Oh, after this, you should put on Got Naked. I got uh, Get Naked, I Got a Plan. Because um, this is the one that Danger also is, like, singing on. And it's like, oh, such a good song. Um, Cue it up. But, like, I mean, she... like Also, sorry, Danger <laughs> just produced The Weeknd by SZA. Like, he's still killing it. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's him. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I'm just like dancing in my seat right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember the song. It's like depraved. <laughs> I mean, again, this is 2007. This is a little earlier, but presaging stuff that would sound like. Kesha or uh-huh. like Alamabeo would sound like uh-huh. that kind of like catchy, silly, uh, kind of pop uh, party to the end the of hub. the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My favorite, <laughs> honestly, my favorite type of uh, pop music. Yeah, 
And she's like presaging like the um, the financial crisis then too, because like I feel like that pop is very associated with it. You know, like yeah, yeah. party to everything the end has of to time, be apocalyptic, like, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and that, here, that, that having fun at all is it's kind of is is decadent in a way that mm-hmm. we might as well push it to its apocalyptic. Uh, yes. End. I love you, Kesha. The in the at the end of the article, they said she's the canary in the coal mine of our culture. Yes. Is this the end of the of what you have for the notes? Yeah. The 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 last quote I'll share is uh, Brittany didn't think there was a tomorrow worth saving for, and neither did we. We want her to survive and thrive to evolve into someone who can make us proud again, or maybe we just don't want the show to end. Because you can't deny that watching her downfall was entertainment in itself. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, what does that mean for us as a society? <laughs> I don't know. It's like her early career, the first four albums is like seen from the lens of this, this thing, this canary in the coal mine is like this last mm-hmm. spasm of like pop music can be innocent, can be non-political, can be non-reflective of a not mm-hmm. bad world that we live in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, maybe I'm being overreaching, but cause I, I honestly, I, you know, I, I know like Selena Gomez songs. I know Ariana Grande songs, right. but I, I'm not as deeply or like, thoroughly versed in their oeuvre as <laughs> I am of Britney's. Um, I don't know how they quite come off to their current fans who were teens when they were coming up, but I, I don't know. You can't just like look at that fucking first album cover of Britney Spears, those first two or three videos and be like, Oh, this is especially like innocent or like trying to protect right. a, a kind of sexualized innocence. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I yeah. think also like the, like, to your point then too, like what the pop star is today in a sense, like like Ariana Grande is never going to be that kind of all pervasive pop star in the way that Britney Spears was, you mm-hmm. know, like the, like our media culture right now is too fragmented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think that there's like, like pop stars today are kind of like self-aware in a way that like, like Britney was never presented as self-aware, you know, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. kind of like, Oh yeah. Like I'm a pop star. Like I'm kind of playing this game. Like there's the paparazzi, like I'll tweet things. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Britney, like she was like the it was the way like the gaze consumed her, you know. Yep, that is the thing that like always is fascinating to me, just the way that like like as surveillance and our self surveillance through social media kind of occurs. So is this like literal surveillance of Britney Spears through the paparazzi? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean to to get real like English majory, like <laughs> the idea that you can and should examine and display your life and mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings through words and pictures right is kind of cool in in its basic sense in the sense that like everyone becomes a a, a diarist of mm-hmm. like you know everyone can not everyone is built with the tools of introspection mm-hmm. and like no one ever is going to use instagram 100% that way but like theoretically you know i I came up on live journal yes. like I was enacting in public for mm-hmm. people self exploration. Right. And social media can be an extension of that. But someone like Brittany, it was like everything had to be fed through the machine. Mm-hmm. And now there's no there's still a machine, but the machine's not making that much money yes, <laughs> anymore. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's also like people. I think the next generation of this is going to be exploitation through these formats of self-expression. I'll do my final thought. I think it's interesting that her spiral took place uh, 
at a period of success but creative downtime. She really had mm-hmm. stepped off of her track mm-hmm. of doing it basically an album a year and each one being bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger. And it's kind of, you know, maybe metaphorical, maybe literal of like following those tracks. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. when you then try to exist outside of the prescribed track of what you are and what you can be profitably mm-hmm. uh, to other people as, yeah. A, yeah. as a piece of a larger industry, as she tried to like find any kind of independence or, or uh, sense of self in it, uh, is when everything fell apart because there was no longer a place for her in her own uh, life right? Uh, as a producer mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if we're mapping this all on the story of the aughts, that I think that that's also telling of like the uh, breakdown, uh, the continuous breakdown of mm-hmm. basically everything since 2008. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that like once the track that is supposed to grow forever, uh, breaks down pops the bubble pops Mm -hmm. uh basically everything collapses around it uh up and down throughout society as we don't know what the prescribed thing is supposed to be anymore yeah um britney spears is the canary in the coal mine yeah Mm -hmm. wait can we very briefly like talk about her post breakdown yeah because like literally less than a year after her breakdown Mm -hmm. she's out on the market again like right. she ha- like circus comes out everyone's like oh my god britney's back like she's, she's uh, a womanizer exactly like she's sane again there's this amazing british documentary i think it was on sky tv <laughs> and you can watch it on youtube i've done a lot of research on youtube clearly <laughs> but she ends up like like a there's like a scene in which she just is like driving in the desert and that's like that's what she does for fun now it's the only place that she can be alone and they'll like ship her car out to like some random place in like the california desert and it's like there you go for an hour Brittany. like that's your life like she ends up crying on camera about how she's like i just feel so trapped still like i just don't know what to do with my life like it's really raw and it's like everyone that's in her life just wants to make money off of her Yeah. yeah And that's her at like 27. She's like 37 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's her life. Like she's yeah. just like making money for, she's still under control. She's like her under father's conservator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Far beyond like any legal precedent for that. Like exactly. I think there was like a Buzzfeed news thing about how like, this is just like, it's not done. Like mm-hmm. this Which is like, never happens. And that's like, it, it prompts the like, like the How old gossip. is her dad even? I don't, I don't know. He's young when he had her. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But it's also it's like, OK, like either her father's like controlling her and her money or there's something seriously wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And like, how much do we even know what's going on? But yeah. it's also it's like then like people argue like, oh, like maybe like piece of me, like the, the Vegas residency, like maybe it's a good thing because it gives her routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's also it's like literally this is all she knows how to do. Yeah. That's what makes me feel like kind of sad about people who continue to be like rabid rabid fans of everything yeah. she does even up till now i feel like that's like it's gotta be a little bit disingenuous because yeah. like there's not i feel like she's a little bit of a cipher now 100 percent. like seeing i didn't watch what show was she on x factor yeah oh I just her judgment ship on x factor was like the couple clips i saw i was like there's no like there's not really a person there yeah. like not a like a real human being and like perhaps there never was right but this this profile said that like when she was a a child like she was a humble hardworking, like goofy girl Mm -hmm. and she was like chewed up and spit out Mm -hmm. you guys do anything next monday or tuesday 
No. She's playing Radio City Musical. Oh my God. <laughs> really? Is it sold out? I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, honestly, I would go. <laughs> I would. I mean, I'd be curious because like I obviously grew up with her imagery but I've never seen her live and I kind of don't know what like Britney live means even like when you go there like what do you feel I know (laughs) like like, I've always kind of wanted to go to the Vegas residency same I feel like I also like cry yeah because it's weird it's so weird and it's also it's like so and then there are like other rumors of like her personal life because then she was like like she was like dating this one guy who was added to her conservatorship but then, like they ended, like they were engaged, and he ended up. There's I all these, like, this. yeah, there's all these like fo- paparazzi photos of them at Disneyland, in which like she's clearly cut her hair, uh-huh. and apparently the rumors that she had like cut it in like sadness in the bathroom or something while arguing with him, and like that's a sign that like, oh, oh shit, Brittany's like on the verge, like when she starts oh, fucking with her hair. And so they <sighs> broke up soon after that, and now it's like all of the rumors are that like every guy she's with is like paid by her dad or oh something god. oh my god and it's just like a what is the truth and b also like what is this life like, yeah is she happy yeah oh man she is a mysterious pop culture figure yeah tickets are 350 dollars each okay that's not <laughs> happening <laughs> damn it um, but I it's feel like, like you know what sucks is like you know we just saw you two at msg like mm-hmm. Brittany should be playing madison square garden yes. and like yes. it kind of bums me out that she's in this sort of like rinky dink not that radio city music hall is rinky dink my but god it's not the but same it's something has been condensed and right. limited because there's only she's not capable i don't think of putting on like a spontaneous no. electric two and a half hour stadium show right or arena show and that makes me sad. Well, it's like we've all done this to her, too. You know, like yeah. I feel guilty. It's like every like clearly I'm a fan, but also like I've spent so much time like reading gossip, staying mm-hmm. up all night, like while she like has her breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like we've done this to her. Yeah. I've you know, my I've read the the rags yeah. and spent money on them. And that went to people who were rooting for her to probably die. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know whether people were over under on her making more money as someone who died young or continued to live and do weird shit. But um, yeah, that 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 dark shit is all over our paw, our sticky paws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mixed metaphor. (laughs) That's fine. We all took a piece of her. Oh, good one. I feel like we could go on all night about this, but we've done two hours. It's been a while. Uh, and it's rich. Yes. Rich material. I think we, we covered a lot uh, in and out of this. Um, so I want to move confidently into the end part of this podcast. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you for having me and thank letting you. me ramble about Britney for two hours. So, so many like so many little nuggets that I was completely not yeah, aware of. I and, I, and I consider myself like relatively studied on mm-hmm. Brittany, but like there's a lot clearly that I do not know. Is there anything you'd like to uh, plug before we get out of here? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, my name. Um, and mm, I don't know. That seems dirty enough to <laughs> plug myself that way. <laughs> um, well, as for us, you can always follow the show on Twitter. We're at and intro pod. You can follow Molly on Twitter uh, at miss Molly, Mary, and Ooh. I'm at say what again, you can email us at and introducing pod at gmail.com and our SoundCloud is at, as always at soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod. Uh, remember to subscribe to us, please, on iTunes. And while there, you're there, you should rate and review us too, but only positive 
reviews. Positive vibes only, see vous play. You guys have been doing great. You've yeah, been killing been it. I'd like to c- crack into the top 200 uh, uh, music podcasts by the end of the year. I think that that would be a good goal uh, to do. So so that's something to work forward to. And yeah. a- as always, to help us get there, just tell a friend. Just, tell a friend. You know, if you listen to this, just uh, say, hey, I listened to a, a great um, podcast about how uh, the decline of American empire <laughs> is uh, perfectly mapped onto the career of Britney Spears. It's really fascinating. You should <laughs> listen to it, find it on iTunes and introducing. <laughs> that's the name of the show. Yep. But until then, thank you all for listening. Yes. And we'll be back in another two weeks with another episode of and introducing. And